Hello, and welcome to the Mother-in-Law Suite, episode one. Today, I got with me, I got Adam. Hello. I got Muck. Hello. I got Robbie. Hello. We got a bunch in store for you, all right? First off, how you doing? How you doing, Muck? Uh, I'm pretty good. I've been lying sick in bed watching trash reality TV lately. It's pretty sick. How's that going? How's, how's the reality oh, TV? Oh, it's... I've been watching a fucking god-awful show called uh, America's Most Smartest Model, where it's just people being ridiculed for every single thing. There's a guy who has, like, not even flub, and they yell at him for not having a six-pack, and they say, you have to get rid of that fat by tomorrow. And the next episode, they show up, and they're like, we're gonna have to vote you out. You didn't get rid of your fat. It's like, this is... Hmm. Not good. Hey. <laughs> Peak wow. 2006 We feel bad. God, I love it. All right. How you doing, Robbie? You been doing okay? Yeah. You been doing good? Yeah. How's your week? It's been doing all right. I, I had to work quite a bit this week, but I'm finally done, which is quite a relief. Yeah? Yeah. What'd you do? Uh, yeah. I, just, I, I just went to a bunch of gun ranges this week and did my basic work. All right. All right. All right. All right. Now, Adam... I'm doing Adam, pretty how good. How have you been? How was I'm your doing, week? I'm doing. Week went pretty well. Watched uh, Book of Boba Fett yesterday. Very good episode. Very good. Oh. Yeah, all in all, pretty oh. good. I've only seen the first episode. I uh, you gotta catch up on it, man. With Robbie, bro. You gotta Robbie. catch up with it. That was good. It was, very, it was pretty good. It was a pretty good episode. I gotta watch the second one. But, you know, I've been... I've been meaning to get around to it. I've been watching a show called Invasion on Apple TV+. Plus. It's... It's the definition of a mid-TV show. It is. It's okay. It's not the best. It's not the worst. It's It's okay. What's it about? It's entertaining, I guess. It's about... Do people uh, get invaded? About aliens. Oh. <laughs> aliens invading the Earth. Okay. <laughs> and um, we... Uh, it's like a drama. It takes place of like three or four different characters around the world there's like a guy that's in the middle east a soldier and he like loses his entire squad and he's like basically the last u.s military operative overseas and he gets just stuck over there while the world is in ruins and like london has basically fallen um there it takes place of this this family which this guy cheats on his wife and then she cheats on him (laughs) In the middle of an alien Sounds invasion, like going wrong. with their two kids following them around, I think their priorities might be a little messed up. Because yeah, yeah, she she like stopped going to Harvard for this guy. Hmm. And spoiler alert: his uh, his boo thing, his his little side side piece, oh. you know, is pregnant. So with well, an alien, you know what I'm saying that could cause some drama <laughs> with an alien. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh. Yeah, it, it, it there is another one about this kid with like ep- epilepsy in, in Britain as well. It's wild. Hmm. It's such a weird show, crazy. But that sounds it's interesting. Pretty, that yeah. sounds weird. It is. It's a weird show, but I've been watching it. I've been trying to get around. I've been watching One Piece. Yeah, almost yeah. Almost at uh, almost almost out of Punk Hazard. You know, you know how it is. You know how it is. You guys been playing anything? Been playing. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV as the resident MMO head. Oh, Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah. I've just been doing the the dailies in Halo. Just dailies in Halo. Yeah, How's those, how are those going? Not too bad, not too bad. 
Got the double XP boost. Helps a lot. Oh. How about you, Robbie? What you been playing? I've been playing Generation Zero with Adam. That was we have. Fun robot game. And then I uh, recently started playing StarCraft 2 and enjoying uh, the mini-games. It's Norwegian? Swedish. Swedish. Yeah. I always, Sweden. I always say it's Swedish. Swedish. Well, the beginning of this, I said uh, I said we had a bunch a bunch for you, a lot for you, a lot of information to digest. You know what I'm saying? Um, recently, by recently, I mean the 11th of January, 2022, 2022, there was an article written on the website, Video Cards. NVIDIA announces DL, DSR, Deep Learning Dynamic Super Resolution, coming to GeForce drivers on January 14th. So NVIDIA responds to Radeon Super Sampling, uh, or Super Resolution, not Super Sampling, Super Resolution Upscaling with Deep Learning Dynamic Super Resolution Downscaling Tech. That's a lot to say. So, so based off the the headline, what I'm what I'm thinking is what it's doing is it's kind of like the super sampling, but instead of um, super sampling it or super sampling it from your default, it lowers it. I, I'm not sure because that's DLSS in its whole. But at CES 2022, AMD announced it was releasing a new feature based on Fidelity FX Super Resolution called RSR, Radeon Super Resolution. The company confirmed that this technology will arrive with the new driver somewhere in the first quarter. AMD FSR is a full-screen upscaling technology that does not rely on software implementation by game developers. Meanwhile, NVIDIA made a surprising announcement today of Deep Learning Dynamic Super Resolution Technology, DLDSR, which is an AI-powered dynamic super resolution downscaling technology that has been available in GeForce drivers for a while now. The DLDSR is an improvement of the DSR that adds an AI layer powered by NVIDIA Tensor Cores. This also means that the feature will be exclusive to NVIDIA RTX GPUs. So what I'm gathering... They have a little screenshot here um, from Prey. It says native 1080p. It says 145 FPS at 1080 native, and then DSR 4x 4K to 1080. Okay, so what it is, it's a it's a downscaling. So it downscales the game, but then upscales it back. So it's like a it's like DLSS, but a bit different i think it i think it downscales it down and it doesn't upscale it back but it makes it look nicer like it fills in the gaps even though you're downscaling it so instead of downscaling it and then upscaling it it just downscales it and smooths it out instead of an upscale Seems interesting. Let's, let's continue on. There's a little bit more. Furthermore, NVIDIA has teamed up with an author of a popular tool called Reshade. NVIDIA will be adding new custom Reshade or Reshare freestyle filters into its GeForce experience tool. Um, SSR, TGI, screen space, ray tracing, global illumination, SSAO, and dynamic DOF. Both features will be available in the upcoming drivers that will be released on January 14th. So that's something that's something to look forward to for all the uh, the, the tech nerds, the the video card drivers. I kind of try to keep up with or, or like any Nvidia or AMD news that comes out. That's just me. I don't know about y'all. 
But um, but you know what? You know what? You know what? Reading that made me made me realize what I'm what I'm lacking. What it make you realize? With all this, with with all this new technology, I gotta. Sometimes I forget our roots. You know what I'm saying? I forget the past, and you know, a little bit of some ancient history might. Well, do I have something for you, Tim? Oh, you do. I do. I do. <laughs> facts about. <laughs> you <got> you. <laughs> facts about the ancient Roman Empire by pastfactory.com. Let me let me Ooh. set the scene for everyone real quick. The smell of the city is strong and foul as you make your way down Trijun's Market. The narrow streets are hot and overcrowded with soldiers supervising, civilians running errands, and the aristocracy taking a stroll in their expensive togas. All around you, peddlers and customers are squabbling and negotiating prices. Amidst all the commotion, you can still hear the roars from the Colosseum as another gladiator meets their violent end. Welcome to Ancient Rome. While most people have a basic understanding of Ancient Rome, take a deeper look into the culture that's credited with shaping the Western world. Let's begin. Gladiator fighting wasn't the predominant source of entertainment. While most people think of Roman entertainment, it usually involves gladiators in the Colosseum fighting to the death for the pleasure of the Roman public. While gladiator fighting was a beloved sport by the Romans, it turns out that it wasn't the most popular. The sheer brutality and size of such games was astounding, but not admired by all. Chariot racing was the most popular sport of its time. The Colosseum, where the gladiators fight, where the gladiator fights occurred, could seat around 50,000 people. Yet, the Circus Maximus, which was for chariot racing, could seat an audience of up to 250,000. You think, do you think they ever, like, sold out? Oh, I'm sure they did. I'm sure they were sold out on the regular. Uh, yeah, like, regular. Yeah, concert, on the regular. But they're just going to see people be barbaric. <laughs> like... Well, here's a, uh, a fun fact about the gladiatorial games. Rarely yeah. would gladiators die. That Ooh. very rarely happened because gla every gladiator wasn't a prisoner or a slave. They belonged to a, uh, I forget the Roman name for it, but pretty much like a fight club. Uh, a dominus, I would think the name is. Something, something like that. But yeah, they belonged a to a, a gym, pretty much. And they you know they cost money you had to feed them you had to train them so gladiator gladiators rarely died they still fought of course would get injured but most of the fights would just end on first blood the people who did die were the slaves and prisoners because they figured oh those are you know you're already in jail you're already owned by someone y your life doesn't matter too much yeah they're not gonna they're not gonna waste resources on like a well no. reputable gladiator like a proper yeah, because even then the uh, gladiators became kind of like sports stars. How we look at them now, there were a lot of very famous gladiators. Let's let's go on to the next topic about ancient Rome. Ancient Rome invented the shopping mall. It is believed that the world's first ever shopping mall was Trajan's Market. It is assumed that Trajan's Market was constructed between 100 to 110 A.D by Apollodorus Damascus. Damascus was an architect and a close friend of Trajan, whom Trajan entrusted to construct the Forum. It's a large complex that was located on the Via de Forae Imperiali, at the opposite end of the Colosseum. The complex had a covered market, shops, and even a residential apartment block. As time went on, more levels were built, adding more residential living, stores, and socializing establishments. Although it was once a bustling part of the city of Rome, it is now another large complex that lays in ruins. Yeah, a lot of the, the modern stuff we have today, the Romans made, you know, before. 
big thing like uh i think aqueducts i think romans made the first aqueduct roads were a big thing straight roads specifically great roads yeah uh and even sports like the uh you know we have mma today you could trace that way way back even before the romans to the greeks they were they were very influential in how society as we know it today kind of goes well a lot of a lot of leaders like to model themselves after ancient roman leaders just as a mm -hmm. you know either out of glory or as means of um presenting themselves to masses and I mean, even the U.S. Senate is kind of modeled around the, you know, Roman Senates. Just room full of people, have them all talk about stuff. It's kind of like us. I think we're the Roman Senate of our time. I think so. I think so. Future Tim, edit out my voice crack. I'm leaving that in. <laughs> oh, no. And I'm leaving your beg and plead <laughs> in as well. <laughs> good, good. Why you got to do a little homie dirty? Speaking of dirt, there was a god for your bowel problems. The ancient Romans had a god for just about anything, it seems, including <laughs> farting. Creptius was the Roman god of flatulence, according to some sources. Creptius was typically invoked to help people move their bowels. Many scholars believe that Creptius was never actually worshipped in the traditional sense. They believe that Creptius was the invention of a Christian satirist, I think, who wrote of Roman culture. However, the fact that there was a god named Creptius hasn't been discredited since there is evidence of him in many works of French literature. His name is Creptius? So that's nice. Creptius? In French literature? I think so. That uh, sounds you know, a lot like pronunciation Creptius. might be a bit off. It does, it does. Who, maybe that's, that's where that word came from. Yeah, it's a strange coincidence. Here, mother-in-law sweet, you become an etymologist. You learn something new every episode. Speaking of learning new things, Rome had one of the longest wars in history. The Roman Empire was home to the longest conflict in human history, the Roman-Persian Wars. These wars went on for an estimated 721 years, Jesus. and throughout that whole time, the Roman Empire remained a solid frontier for the most part. The Roman Republic and the Parthian Empire began waging wars as early as 66 BC. These major scuffles would continue throughout the Roman and Sananian Persian empires, being at war for so long, exhausted exhausted valuable resources and resulted in many casualties. Ultimately, the Roman-Persian War faded out at the onset of the Arab-Muslim conquests around 628 AD. It's Rome was a very interesting thing to look back on. It is, and just how much they influenced just a lot of things today. I mean, even if you look at it, Warhammer 40k. A lot of that is just entirely based on Roman stuff. The architecture, the names of things. Speaking of Warhammer, Robbie, didn't you have a few points about Warhammer? Uh, Warhammer 3, to be precise. Yeah, that, uh... You guys heard of that? You guys heard of Warhammer? You guys are, big, are you guys a fan of Warhammer? I'm a pretty big fan of Warhammer. Both 40k and fantasy. Adam is. Warhammer. Warhammer? Oh, it's, it's you know, take about take about the worst aspects of fantasy, and then then, then, then you got Warhammer. Just, that's, that's Maybe it. word that it a bit better, the, the darkest parts of fantasy. Not, not the worst. Yeah, let me free the, the darkest parts. Of, the, the the grimiest, you know, the, the gritty, the, the rust-covered bits of, of fantasy. And then you got you got Warhammer, basically, the, the progen progenitor of all that. Do people die? 
I don't, I don't know if I can get into something where people die. Oh, dude, I know, yeah. I know, man. It's it's, it's very controversial. With I think at least one guy dies. In I think that's a safe bet. At least one guy. But uh, Ooh, I might. Anyway, the Warhammer IP, is rec- it's it, it's got a it's got a game series, Total War, Warhammer. Um, you know, if you're familiar with the Total War series, it's you know you got your overmap. You, you control your... they have a total war Rome, don't they? they? Do. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, oh. total war. Speaking of total war Rome, total warhammer three. <laughs> uh, oh. It's coming out. Um, a lot of people are kind of excited for it because there's not many media elements of Warhammer. It's all in books and literature, and there's a lot of cool things in Warhammer. Like you know, there's a lot of cool demons. It's like in Warhammer three, for example, they're uh, they're showing off Grand Cathay. I think they're yep. called. Which is a uh, it's a faction in the lore that hasn't really been talked about a lot, but it's basically like an Asian mythology like culture kind mm-hmm. of thing, like like China mixed with Japan, and uh, it's it's really unique. It's a really unique, you know, kind of faction in a fantasy setting. It's like the the far eastern land, you know, kind of mythos. Yeah, the flying Dude. dragons but, uh, and all that. On top of that, they're uh, they're also showing off all the ma- major demon factions, which a lot of people are excited mm-hmm. for because demons don't get a lot of love in the Warhammer they series. They really don't. See, I I don't know almost anything about Warhammer. All I know is there's figures that you can paint, there's board games you can play. Yeah, I just that that's an aspect a lot of people like to get into. My me personally, I don't I don't have the time for that kind of thing. You need time and money for that, like a decent okay. amount of change in your pocket. Unless you're unless you're smart about it, there are there are ways of doing it cheaply, of course. That's but all I know. Warhammer through is the model kits and the painting. That was what drew, drew me in initially, and now I've like moved on into actual model kits and stuff. But the games draw me back a lot. They seem really interesting. I'm huge into the lore. Uh, aspect of it because man the lore is it's it's very interesting everything's got at least an entire book's worth of knowledge about it like every every tiny little insignificant thing even the smallest character start even the smallest character where where does warhammer start where where does one start like say someone wants to get in that's the thing you don't you don't just you don't there's nowhere to start you just you just start learning about it like the the base like the best way to get into it is to just start learning about the major factions and and the world itself. Cause Warhammer itself is it's set on a singular planet, not not its cousin 40k. Get into that yeah, in a second. What's the difference between the two? Uh, Warhammer is fantasy. Warhammer 40k, as the title suggests, is in the 41st well, millennium of the universe. There's three Warhammers. Mm-hmm. There's Warhammer Fantasy, which is discontinued but being brought back now. Yeah, it's being brought back with the whole Age of Sigmar and whatnot. No, not not is... even Age of Sigmar. Age of Sigmar is its own thing. Age of Sigmar is its high fantasy sequel because Warhammer Fantasy yeah. didn't do well monetarily like at all. So oh, they... you're talking about the actual resurgence of Warhammer Fantasy and it, like the the uh the uh the end times is what it was called. That's I, I, I heard they announced they were bringing back Warhammer Fantasy figures and and lore and stuff for people who are still interested yeah, because it's you yeah can't they're get into go... it anymore not that old stuff. No, it's all Age of Sigmar now, which is a little unfortunate because, you know, most people, I think, would agree that Age of, Age of Sigmar is a little, it gets a little funky. It gets a little funky It gets a little there. silly. I do think they're trying to make it, it better because if you remember the Stormcast Eternals, they were just yeah, space I remember... marines at first, but they fleshed them out a lot more now. I really like them. They're a lot cooler now. Yeah, they're a lot, they're, they're not just space marines. They're, you know, I, I paladin, I don't they're really know, They're closer to honestly. paladins I, I still haven't. 
I still haven't gotten into the whole Age of Sigmar thing. I'm still more of a fantasy guy. I know more about that. Wasn't there, like, a game that recently came out? Um, and the I think it was the 40k universe. It might have been. It was like a you were, like, you had a revolver and something. You would... Oh, I don't know what it was called. We, you were, like, a bounty hunter? Um, what Necromunda. What was it? We played it. Necromunda. Yeah, it was, like, a Doom. It was, like, a Warhammer Doom game. Yeah, it was that... Was that any good? Was it received mixed. well? I'd say it was, mixed. It was mixed, Muck, yeah, mixed. Muck, get on it. Get Necronda? on it. Give me the stats. Was it received, was it received well? What were the Necromunda reviews? Necromunda it is. All right. Hack into the system. So, on Steam, Necromunda, is it hired a gun? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Recently, it has pretty mixed views, but overall, it has mostly positive. Okay. Um, oh, look at that. Read us the top three reviews. Top three reviews. So the top three reviews are one at least one negative. Uh, you have to get find if if there isn't a negative up there, find a negative. Two okay. positive, one uh, negative. The top positive says if you want a Doom style game where you can go around shooting things, listening to soundtrack, not caring all that much about story, it's a decent game, but recommend to buy on sale only. I'm reading that verbatim. If there's any English issues, um, for the initiated, this is the second review. This is basically the unofficial sequel to I Device Cybermancy. Take that as you will. Okay. <laughs> and then finally a knock recommended. It is pretty incredible what 40 can fans 40k fans are willing to excuse so long as they can say it's good for a 40k game. Yeah, I get I mean, what that third review is saying. Yeah, that 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 is a very it is throwing shade, but it's a very relatable yeah. thing because unfortunately, us Warhammer fans do not have good video specifically games. Specifically, so in the 40k, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, even specifically in the so if we even get a crumb of a decent game, we we, we just praise it, it up. to no end because I'm... because yeah, it's it, it's you take it or I mean, leave it, it basically. Like, Warhammer. Oh my bad. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm pretty sold already because one of the screenshots on the Steam store page is a first person view of. A man holding a rat in his hand as if one would a grenade. Yeah, so what that is, yes. I played through the game. Uh, you get a dog companion. It's called a Cyber Mastiff. And that rat is its chew Great. toy. Best. You can throw that at an enemy, and your Cyber Mastiff will attack that enemy. Phenomenal. It's, all, it's like a squeak toy. Mm -hmm. Another voice crack, another voice crack. Fantastic. Good luck, Ed. It's okay, it's okay. But... I like the idea of first-person weaponized rats. I mean, speaking yeah. of good games, I mean, wasn't I think Warhammer Space Marines two wasn't that announced? And I, I'm assuming, yeah, like, Space if, since you guys are fans, I bet you like recently. you're hoping for like <laughs> double sixes or something. Like you're wait, you're hoping it was a good role, like a good game coming out. Like when that got announced, I remember watching the Game Awards, seeing it. And just screaming, just as loud as I could. Yeah, going going crazy, because... We never thought that would happen. Uh, Space Marine is one of my favorite games, like, to date. It, it's... It, I think it's pretty fun for what it is. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Space Marine, you know, IP itself. But uh, it, it, it's a third-person shooter, like a horde shooter, I'd say. And, uh, you know, you play as a Space Marine, obviously, in the Warhammer 40k setting. And uh, it... It does a good job at making you feel like a big lumbering giant, like two ton man in massive power armor. Wow. I tried to play the first one a while back and I couldn't. I couldn't really get past the intro mission. It just didn't feel. I I, I couldn't comprehend. I was also really young, so like anything that was that was like any foreign type of um, movement controls based off or like opposite or not relative to what I'm used to using, especially in the games back then that I would play would be like Medal of Honor, European Assault, 
or or um any of the early call of duties or anything like like that um the only thing that um i remember is like trying to move and just like stomping around like it was so it felt so slow. yeah that's like that's that's a huge thing about it because that you're a space marine that's just how they move but if you would have kept playing there's these moments all right the main enemy the main enemy of the game is the orcs um there's these moments where you're running into like there's a swarm of like 40 orcs space running orcs? down on you with fucking axes the space orcs yeah with a with a k with a K, okay? This, this is very important, okay? If you ever want to get into it, it's with a K. I know. Some not orc with a C. Lore. All right. Orcs are fucking... They're mushrooms. They, yeah, they're, 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 they are fungi. But also, their entire culture is based around believing in things. things yes. Things yeah, only that's, happen that's, because that's... they all believe in it. They paint everything red all because of... they believe that, it's, that it makes them go faster. All of their guns work because they believe it works, and that's that's how that's it's all crazy and insanity. There's even but... theories that like the leader of mankind only exists still, like he's he's only still alive because the orcs want him to be alive so that they have someone to fight. It's it's more along the lines that they just don't believe he can be killed, <laughs> so therefore he cannot be killed. That is Amazing. crazy. That's crazy talk. But uh. But there's points in the game where there's 40 orcs coming at you, man, and uh, you start shooting them with your big bolter gun. Uh, the bolter, it's, it shoots little RPG rounds, essentially, little tiny explosive grenades that are about the size of, like, like your fist, I'd say. And uh, they start closing in on you, and then you're like, screw it, and uh, you whip out your chainsword, you know, it's a staple of Warhammer 40Ks, is the chainsword, you know, it's a sword that's a chainsaw, the chainsword, and... Uh, you just you start charging at them and then you shoulder bash into them and it's just the momentum of you flying into a swarm of orcs just feels so good in that game it's like the impact of you hitting them and the noise of just like your shoulder pad against their face and then just the, like a swarm of them goes flying away from you and then you just start cutting them into them and then you know it gets it gets gory because it's warmer 40k and one of my favorite uh gameplay uh mechanics of it was when you started getting low on health um you could do a stun move, and at that point you could execute enemies and regain your health back. And so it was a very like, what what's the word I'm trying to very seamless flow for gameplay. Like, oh, I'm low on health, time to slap a dude and execute him. And it was it really nice to watch. Skull from Halo, where if, if your shields go down, you have yeah, yeah, to recharge. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like that, but you get rewarded with cool. Like, imagine if that was it, but in Halo you could execute anybody from the front, and that that was your reward. You know, you, you got a little little cutscene. You know, not really a cutscene, like but a little cool little thing if you just thing. yeah, yeah, exactly like that. But you're a space marine, so like you'd be picking up these like giant orcs and like by the throat and slamming them into the ground and then just stomping on their face and then they just explode into just blood and gore everywhere. And it launches like the surrounding orcs away from you because you're just a massive man who stomped into the ground. I guess. There's a few, I don't yeah, know. Like, I know that. There's a few games in the series. I, I I'd be interested to play like one of the Total War games, like Total War Warhammer games. Um, yeah, I I'd say the first one's probably the best one to get into because it's just the the easiest one out of all of them. Me and me and Adam have tried to yeah. get our hand at the second one a few times, and oh man, the AI in that one is they they are cheating scumbags. Let me tell you what there. the the they're up there. They're up there in the cheating AI scumbag. What's really cool about ladder. them though is if you. 
own them in any DLC, if you whatever if you play oh, yeah, whatever this... is the most recent release, uh, it would combine all of them. Like it'll look in your Steam li library so... and it'll combine all of them into one big game. Yeah, one big map. For example, I have I have both. It's called Mortal Empires, is what it's called. If you launch up Warhammer Two right now. Uh, you get an option called Mortal Empires instead of the regular campaigns, and it's the entire, it's both maps combined, and there's a massive ocean in between it. And uh, think of like, it, it's like the old Total War Empire kind of thing, uh, in, in a way where you have like, you have one continent and then an entirely other continent that's like, one's like temperate forests, and then the southern region is like desert, you know, Egypt area, and then across the way was like jungles and desolate you know, death landscapes. It's very awesome. It's, honestly, it's just the scale of it is breathtaking. The only other one, I think, I think it's Warhammer's Blood Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Blood Bowl's also, that's, that that's, that's, that's a good, crazy. that's a good little, like, it looks so big brain. That's a fun, <laughs> like, like, for no reason to, like, <laughs> it's, it's a fun, like, it's a fun party game too, to play with like friends and stuff, just to be like, hey, let's play some Blood yeah. Bowl and like, I've been, I've been mean, I've been wanting to play that with you, Adam. Actually, I've been thinking about yeah, trying. I'm that good with it. Just because it just seems like a good. I really like the idea of tabletop with. sports games and mm -hmm. adding fantasy to that is just like this is just even more ridiculous. Yeah, Blood Bowl is but, uh, made to be silly. Back to Space Marine. Um, the big thing that excites me about that game, the the second one right now, is a. Uh, the, the enemy you're going to be fighting. And in the first game, they were kind enough to give us orcs, and they were very good orcs in terms of war Warhammer orcs. You know, they're very mm -hmm. silly. But also, you know, trying to cleave your face in. And then uh, eventually, you know, spoiler alert, I don't mean to spoil a, you know, 12, I don't know, like, I don't even know how old the game a very is. Very old game. It's a very old game at this point. 11-year-old, yeah. Spoiler alert, uh, Chaos shows up, and it's pretty cool to fight, you know, Chaos Space Marines as a Space Marine, you know. It's, it's, it was, that, was, that was very fun. But in Space Marine 2, they're going to have Tyranids, which I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the Tyranids. Um, Tyranids are basically giant space bugs, and it's a hive of giant space bugs. Think of, like, the Zerg, right? Think of the Zerg. That's kind of what the Tyranids are like. Um, I don't know which came first. I believe the Tyranids actually came before the Zerg I think so. were a thing. I believe. By, like, a year. Um... By well, like a, well like all a of all so, of Blizzard know. is just copying Warhammer, so and that makes sense. Oh, I, a lot of StarCraft is based off of mm -hmm. Warhammer Starcraft elements. A lot Warcraft. of it, yeah, and Warcraft. Speaking of copying, there I, there was something I was that was that was copying, wasn't it? I think it was Metaverse trying to copy real life. <laughs> what was that? Oh. What was that? Was that earlier, Mark? Uh, Metaverse. Let's get on a very low mood for Metaverse. Metaverse is trying to copy two lives. The real life and the second life. <laughs> the second the... life? Second life crawled, walked, ran and flew so that Metaverse can crash and burn before it's even born. Everyone's seen the Walmart footage. Everyone's mm -hmm. seen the, the first-person VR Walmart experience. I, I actually you. haven't. You have not? Oh. No, I have. I, I Oh, I've been to Walmart. <laughs> Imagine that on a virtual scape. Metaverse wants to basically 
not gamify, but virtualize the real life experience. Because, you know, if you go to Walmart and you buy your oranges and your fruits and veggie vegetables, Mark Zuckerberg can't get money from that. That's a huge, <laughs> just mortal sin. Mm-hmm. So They're just trying to remove reality but, from real life. They just want to put virtual in front of the actual reality. <laughs> Virtual Much cabbage. like the the emperor of mankind, Mark Zuckerberg sits on his huge fucking toilet and shits day in and day <laughs> out. Get as it, much it money takes, as he can. It takes at least one thousand human souls a day to keep Mark Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg the fourth. All right. And so they released this video of of what it would be like to shop in the virtual Walmart space, and it is it is. It's trippy. It's terrifying. You is it? You walk through. You push your virtual cart in virtual aisles. You have to fill it as you would in real life, and you like get greeted by like real life casts of actual people, but virtually in like it's recordings. I believe I'm going off. Is there a way. hustle and bustle of other like shoppers, other metaverse shoppers? I don't think I. Maybe Can I run into a virtual Karen? Please, Is that what you're telling me right now? Like, dear God, let it be in implemented on like artificial reality goggles so you can go to the <laughs> you can actually go to Walmart. Imagine this, follow me here. Go to Walmart, put on your artif like your your augmented reality so you can still see what you're seeing, but you're <laughs> still shopping <laughs> in metaverse. <laughs> oh my god. You're shopping, shopping in Walmart, in Walmart while shopping in, the in Walmart time. in Metaverse that's, in Walmart. That's some Matrix level <laughs> stuff right there. How many layers well, like deep how, can you go? How movie theaters will uh, give uh, you the like 3D glasses? Walk up to a Walmart and they just give you augmented reality goggles. Can you buy a VR headset in Metaverse and then put it on oh in Metaverse? Oh man, that yeah. <laughs> in my short time working at Walmart, what they would use for training, right? Although right before I started, so I didn't get to do it. They had a whole locker, like a big locker set of VR charging stations. Because before I joined, they would use VR as training for uh for new employees. So every day when I would I would go to clock in, I would have to pass by. It would glow purple out of all of the cubbies to show that they were in there and they were charging, but they were always locked, never open. And it was just this, like, in, in this back room of old 1990s never-touched walls and cement, there would there's just this locker from the future. And it was just really off-putting to walk by every day. Is that... But on a, a hint of what's things that, to like, come. The back room? Is that what it's called? <laughs> the back room. Is that what it is? The back rooms? It's just it's to the back rooms. <laughs> the shady. So what you're saying is there are <laughs> VR goggles in the augmented and the VR metaverse of Walmart. But you have to go to I mean, if they have it in real life Walmarts, it would be safe to bet that they have it in so the VR Walmart. you have to go Walmart. to the but VR back rooms. <laughs> if you go to the back rooms in VR, you go there and be <laughs> <laughs> Live update. Editor Tim, make sure to add in some typewriter clacking to I'll show just, that we just got sent I'll just turn memo. off my remove noise real quick. And... The, the footage of the VR Walmart was made for investors in South by Southwest in 2017. So this is old footage. This is this 
Metaverse has been in development oh, and it's no. always been shit and it's probably even worse now. But there's been there's been complaints raised about how this virtual shopping just would not work. Like think of glitches. Think of you know, think of you put something in your cart and you cannot remove it. It is stuck there. It cannot you are cursed to buy this $20 ba Ballard Vine Vineyards Pinot Noir. I don't know. I don't drink. I just get drunk, so I don't know. But it's... See, what I wonder about it is I could see a use to it, like uh, people with low mobility, stuff like that. But even then, you can just... I think there's like Uber that you can call to pick up groceries. Or maybe but what I wonder like, about it... Carts. What I wonder is... How would they handle Black Friday? Would they virtually have someone with a bike lock in a sock? Oh, and how would they do that, too? Like, <laughs> if, if it's Black Friday, that adds up another question. What would they do about demand? Are they going to be sending it to you via your local store? And are those numbers accurate? Are they live? Like, what happens if you buy something and yep. they're out of stock? Would they have to ship it to you from, like, a warehouse? Or they, would they send it to you? Or would it be, like, Instacart delivering it same day? It makes sense that they would they would send it from a warehouse just just on the the same level of like I'm pretty sure that's what they do with online ordering. Uh, if it's not in your local Walmart, it'll just take longer. I don't know. I don't I don't go outside. I don't stay inside either. I exist in a state of non-being. So these Walmartians, I don't know what they do. Walmartians. Jeez. Walmartians, I think is a good term. The only other application that I think it would be good for is like during like a pandemic or something if you have to shop like what we're currently yeah, what going, we're going through. through but even then i feel like i don't know it's already been done yeah it's you can just use your phone <laughs> you don't have to like but... actually stand there you can just click a few buttons on your phone and got some potato wedges on the way Speaking of things already being done, Metaverse in general had already been done by Second Life. Like a huge virtual world with virtual real-life economies, with real-life, like, uh, currency. Once, maybe not, not once, one. I think it's one to, like, I think one dollar gives you a hundred lindens, which is the Second Life currency, something like that. But there's real-life house, not real-life, yeah, virtual Linden. Second Life house markets and... Basically, it is a second life through and through. It's in oh, the name entirely, oh, and Metaverse is just trying to pitch in on their version of it, and they'll because the meta name is attached to it, because Mark Zuckerberg is attached to it. I wonder if they're actually going to go the like the the ex, the extent Second Life had had gone to. Because I I did dabble in Second Life a little bit, unfortunately, when I was younger. I know. I I wish I had never done that. Unfortunately, it's it's not a place you ever want to go to. Trust me, it's not. Nobody, nobody on there is sane. They can't be, um, because it literally is like the name says, a second life. Like, you can make money, or do what most people do and spend all of your money on that video game to get you know nice virtual items, and like you said, you there is a virtual housing market on there where you can you like pay property taxes with your money every like month or something or like it has rent and it's it's just can you crazy. make real money can you make yeah. real money on second life yes how yes, yes. actually my dad, yes my dad, absolutely around 2010 put his business on second life i don't think he got too much out of it but he got enough to where he invested a year of his time into it What? that's crazy video audio production yes what? Insane. so it's mostly making money through either 
the main way is through creating stuff that people want to use and then you sell it virtually like like people like teen like audio for example is something most people it's usually it's assets like 3d assets meshes models of animation sets anything you can think of that has to do with a like like gaming or any kind of like virtual anything you can sell it on second life yeah. anything virtual anything think of, think of the virtual anything discord how you and i send each other images files how people post on twitter and facebook imagine that just in a 3d virtual worldscape that's what metaverse is trying to be and what second life has been for what 20 years now yeah and and i wonder if metaverse is going to go like to that route like can i go can i buy houses on the metaverse you guys think do you think that's going to be a thing if it gets popular enough i could see it you probably buy your house like th that would be an interesting thing if you could buy like you know like the virtual equivalents of a real world property i think it would be cooler if it was like your like house metaverse. like what you could do is you could like up not necessarily upload well that's probably what they would do, you know, on Facebook or something. It'd be like, take a picture of every corner of your house so you can see what it's like. And then it'd, like, do a 3D render of your house. And, and That's that, absolutely terrifying. And has to be what happens. Yeah. See, what I like to imagine with that is, you know, the, like, Google Maps drivers that, you know, drive around back roads and stuff? Like to imagine just a dude with a camera breaks into your house. I mean, they already do it with, like, Amazon and stuff. It's like, see what it looks yeah. like in your room with, like, desks and chairs and stuff. And if you put your phone up, you can kind of see, like, especially with the Apple stuff, you can, like, Apple has this, like, um, at least on the Pros or the 12 Pro and 13 Pro, maybe the 11 Pro too, you can, like, take measurements just with your camera if you point it at something. Okay. It's insane. Isn't that a horrifying, horrifying fact yeah. that... If you if you have the technology with which to listen to this very episode of this podcast right now, the people who are you are listening to this on the the people who own the platform probably have more information on you than you think you know of yourself. Mm-hmm. They know what time you eat, what time you sleep, your your admitted poor habits for food. Your you're listening to the podcast. Probably what you're going to Google before back. you know what you're going to Google yourself. YouTube and their time-based video recommending algorithm. It's so wacky. Deep learning YouTube AI. Get out of my head, get out of my head, get out of my head. <laughs> they're in our walls. <laughs> our, uh, our phones are going to secretly record the entirety of our interior home. You know what I mean? And then they Probably already the have. Metaverse. Yeah, they already have. Yeah, I can't upload this to the internet. You know, <laughs> I don't want my voice on the internet, even though my phone has been on my desk in front of me <laughs> while I've been talking this entire time. You know, I don't think I'm going to be able to upload this. <laughs> They're spying on They're us. Spying on us. They might come for us. We've uh, released too much information. We have. We called them out. Even, even video games, you know, Second Life did first. And then you have Mark Zuckerberg going, yes, uh, we're here to announce... Uh, VR GTA San Andreas. It's totally my favorite game ever since I was a kid. Was it, Mark? Have you played a video? Have you smiled? Genuine. You know video not, games are, Mark. Not because you were told to by an instructor, be it your how to act human instructor or the people who puppet you when you're on stage. 
Have you felt the emotions needed to smile naturally? I don't think he can. Yeah, I don't think his handlers have taught him human emotion yet. There's a good video of him waiting, standing in front of um, a van door for like two, three minutes. Because he doesn't, it doesn't open up for him automatically, so he just stands there and waits for someone to come up and open it. And maybe I'm reading into it too much, but it just seems like you're just, you have no humanity, Mark. Well, there was also a, uh, he, he must have done like some Q&A or something, some stream. And uh, he used a full bottle of Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce yes. as a book stop. And I mean, I get it. Sweet Baby Ray's what? is pretty good. And you're licking, bro. It's so good. It is. Oh, no, That's whoa, copyrighted. Like, like, like a bottle of Sweet Baby Ray's? Yes. He used it as a book stop on his shelf. Yes. It was in right. clear public view. That's, um, he was, he was putting that on the full goat that he was roasting. You ever see that image of him roasting a full-sized, like, goat, I think it was? Well, there was also the video where he was like, I'm just out here making barbecue. Trying to seem so human. Humans Our like man barbecue. Mark is a fan of barbecue. He is. All right. So, well, another thing that I kind of want to throw in. Um, big part about me. I love music, and uh, a little segment I want to throw in at the end. Might might do it every episode. Um, I'm gonna go through my uh, for you or recommended for today on Spotify. Where you can find us on. So if you're listening to us on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts and you want to use Spotify, you can can use Spotify. Or if you're listening on Spotify and you want to listen to us on Apple Pod, you can listen to us on Apple Pod. Or what SoundCloud. you could do is have two different earbuds. One, <laughs> one playing, playing from Spotify, one playing from Apple. Time them so that you have them both in playing at the same exact time. You get the best of both. Best of both. Yeah, that would be the that's the optimal way optimal to do it. Way. <laughs> Double the listens for us, please. We need it. We need it. No. Um, Listen to us, please. Recommend recommended for today for me. See the album C by the band A Picture of Her. Very good album. Have listened to it. Kind of math rocky. Next on the list, an ancient subject or an anxious subject. Forgive me, not ancient. Anxious. A-N space A-N-X-I-O-U-S space object. And that's an, that's an album by Mouse on the Keys. Very, very, very good band. It's like a jazz fusion, um, primarily piano. Very good, though. Very good. Kind of Math Rocky 2. Last but not least, we got um, Bookshelf by Jizu. J-I-Z-U-E. Another Japanese jazz band, um, a bit, bit more complex than just jazz. I don't want to say jazz fusion, but like a jazz math rock, jazz progress, progressive jazz, something like that. It's really, really, really good. Jizzy's one of my top, top fifteen, top ten bands. That's 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 pretty up there. I'll tell you what. Um, what I have been listening to recently, what I have been listening to recently, out of sorting out my own, like out of my own, um, what do you call it, search, my own endeavor of finding new new music, I've been listening to this album called Huntress by a band called Little North. It is literally New York scene jazz, and it is beautiful. I, I like it, the current state of jazz especially in new york 
is so beyond what we're used to like like it's powerful it's but yet relaxed and very influential like just an inspirational not just by like music standards but just by listening and like pushing you along but that's that's what i got for you for this podcast now tim do they just sing math equations in math rock no math rock for those who are unknown or uncultured um is <laughs> just a complex version of normal rock and roll so instead of having straight time signatures or straight chord progressions they amplify it up and do like one measure three four one measure six five six five one measure seven four you know and they'll they'll switch it around and change bpm change um time signatures change rhythms it it, it it they blend it together really well it sounds like a lot it's not for most but if you like a bit of variety and you don't like predicting what's coming next in your music and you don't like the repetitive nature it is very very good if you're looking for something a bit more um not necessarily chaotic but something that keeps you on your toes and keeps you kind of guessing what's coming next very good description i i know nothing about music so when i tell people that i listen to math rock they ask that question and i do not have the the knowledge to explain to them exactly what it is that separates math rock from other genres now uh, uh, i, I want to say almost like a sister a uh, a sister genre to math rock is like progressive metal but it, it's the same kind of style but it's heavier because it is metal um and instead of just creating this 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 how's how, how should i describe it math rock differs from progressive metal via mainly the progression of the way the song changes math rock you can listen to a song and it will kind of sound like that the entire time it's not repetitive because it will still change throughout the song but the progress or progression throughout the song kind of stays the same with progressive metal the song will change genres and stylistics and time signatures and key signatures and all of the above while listening to the song now they do it at least good bands do it without changing or without letting the vibe or changing it too much to where it it jars you out of where it, it leaves it, or where, where 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 you have been but it will gradually change or 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 surprisingly change the music into a new direction you definitely did not expect and keep it so interesting that you can't stop listening to it a band a progressive metal band that i will die for i've listened to so many times i've seen them live twice um is between the buried and me very good band and if you like instrumental and you don't want the heavy vocals animals as leaders very good progressive metal band super good they also have a bit of gent which is just a, a subgenre of metal it has a little twang and the guitar playing usually played with seven strings Very asking good. for clarification with the progressive metal math rock uh dichotomy would math rock be a subgenre of progressive rock um in in a sense um math rock though i had someone that explained this to me one time skater rock was born by like you know as an off branch of like you know 90s like the nirvana and like i want to say red hot chili peppers and then there was skater rock 
which was a little bit different. I don't know any skater rock bands right off the top of my head, but what it did was there was it was a little bit more complex than just Nirvana and Red Red Hot Chili Peppers, and it branched out onto ch into skater rock, which I think you can kind of classify as almost Terramelos, but Terramelos is like the pure definition of a math rock band. Um, a, v a very good band, very strange and not for everybody. It is it, it is the death grips of math rock it is very strange uh, if, ah. if that, that that's my opinion it's not everybody's some people love terry mellow some people don't like them at all um it, it is just very off-putting but it's very good either way they're, they're they're so good um progressive rock like as in like rush um were almost forerunners into the creation of progressive metal because you, you know Metal wasn't really around for too long. Like, rock wasn't around too long before metal. Metal was born from rock, so progressive rock kind of pushed into the metal category whenever progressive metal started coming along. Because once people started learning more about distortion and everything in the, in the, uh, the natural flow of the music, like, history, it, it kind of just, it was a snowball effect, and it just started moving. Like, <laughs> I love it. I mean, there's still some really good progressive rock bands out today. There's a, uh, there's a band called Little Tybee, um, that's like folk, folk rock, but it's progressive folk rock. It's so good. It has a violin player, and it has one of my favorite guitarists. Um, his name's Colin Knights in it. Very good. I think that's his name. Oh, my apologies. His Instagram title or Instagram handle is Colin Knights. His name is Josh Martin. Very, very good guitarist. He uh, updates. He very gets really in depth with music theory and what he's doing and how he records and how he just creates what he does in a bunch of cool renditions of how he does things. It's very, very neat. He also adds like he has a bunch of like tutorials on how to substitute chords so if you want to do like a normal major progression you can add flair by augmenting the seventh or so. it's so cool it's so cool very very informative and very neat if you if you have a bit of a music theory knowledge very good yeah shout out to martin you got fans in the mother-in-law suite yeah fans in the mother-in-law suite let's go music theory made me have a fucking panic attack i try to learn circles of fourths and fifths whatever it's called and i just you know too much knowledge too for big me. brain too big brain you know aer <laughs> aerospace science is easier <laughs> yeah i can better explain how an rbmk reactor works yeah <laughs> well i think that's about it guys i i, I appreciate you guys coming on today i appreciate you appreciate yeah, no you guys a having a nice nice chat yeah, and the articles and all the talks all the all the information thank you for taking me out of my cage please do not put me back please <laughs> oh no you're going yeah, back. Uh, no you're you're yeah, going, you're going back, back when we get home back. when we when we leave this house you're going back in there we'll get the spray oh, bottle don't make us. when we get when we get back to the not mother-in-law suite you're gonna you're gonna have it to the father-in-law suite. Oh, oh God. yeah, the father-in-law suite where nothing's <laughs> fun and everything's terrible. Um, did you all did you all learn, did you learn something new? Did, did did you guys learn something new today? Yeah, of course. Like I said, you learn something new every day you listen. Every that goes day. for uh, us too. Mark Zuckerberg really is a robot if you think about it, because he's trying to pull a matrix on us without like. 
the killing part. I might start be okay with it bio if he includes the sweet baby rings. Any day now. Oh, yeah, dude. Hey, you know that fluid in the Matrix that Neo wakes up in? Yeah. You know, that red fluid? What if that, it's like, just what full if of sweet, sweet baby, baby rays? That's just what <laughs> yeah. he drinks on a daily basis. That, that's, Probably. Yeah. They're like, what you got in your thermos? It, it, was, it wasn't actually a, a, a... What was it? A book holder? <laughs> it was a book yeah, stop. a book stop. It wasn't Sweet Baby Ray's as a book stopper. It was it books was as a Sweet, sweet Baby Ray Ray's stopper. stopper. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> just so just so that ice cold Sweet Baby Ray's wouldn't sweat on the nice open exactly. desk. You don't want it to sweat. No. <laughs> no, no. Well, thanks again, boys. Right, uh, Thank you for listening. If you if you're here, um, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and SoundCloud. Hey everyone, Mark Zuckerberg here, and my favorite podcast is the Mother-in-Law Suite. They only no, have no, good no, things to say. No, 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 get out of no, here! Get out of here! You guys heard it. You guys heard it. Get out of here, Mark. Get out of here. Go back to your charge. New Mother-in-Law Suite Metaverse Partnership. <laughs> okay, that's in the okay. Mother-in-Law Suite. In the, the Mother-in-Law Suite Metaverse. Yes, welcome. The Mother-in-Lovers. Oh. We could, we could compete. We could compete with the metaverse with that name. I feel like. I think so. The motherverse. Yeah, yeah, the mother. Oh. The motherverse. This has been the mother-in-law suite. Thank you for listening. Come back again soon. Goodbye, everybody. We hope to see Have you a again. Good time. <laughs>